I'm Regina Burris, owner and lead wedding planner and coordinator at Weddings by Regina Marie. And I'm Kate Ferry, owner of Kate Ferry Photography. We are friends and work wives, and we are both located in Connecticut. We started the We Do Wedding podcast as a way to introduce couples to wedding professionals in our area, while also giving them a behind-the-scenes look at what it takes to pull off a successful wedding day. In addition, we wanted to help vendors better understand the roles their colleagues play in bringing a wedding day to life. Since launching the podcast, we've seen our community of wedding professionals grow, and we've connected more and more couples to the perfect vendors for them. Through our conversations and stories, we explore the roles we all play in bringing a wedding day to life, and we get to the heart of why weddings really matter. Hello, everyone. I am Regina. And I'm Kate. And this is the We Do Wedding Podcast. Today, uh, we thought we would bring you another just little episode, just some tidbits. Uh, We were having a conversation about the pros and cons of having your wedding at a venue versus, you know, building a venue at home. Um, And what some people don't think about. And, you know, just in our conversation, we realized... This is something that people need to hear. You know, this is educational information. So we figured we'd short shoe there. So we figured we'd record. Oh my God. <laughs> I want you to keep all that in. <laughs> so we figured we would not taking it out, record a short episode and just kind of, you know, break things down that you may not think of. Yeah, I mean, Regina, you talk about this all the time, and I have never planned a wedding at home. Um, And so every time you talk about it, and you're just like listing the costs that people don't always anticipate, I'm like, oh, oh, yeah, oh, yeah. And I've shot a ton of at home, like backyard weddings. And when you say these things, I'm like, yep, yeah, they did have to do that. Oh, yep, I remember that. So why don't you kind of give us a little bit of the rundown when people are thinking about, you know, they're just getting started with their plans. They're wondering if they should spend a ton of money on a venue. And maybe it seems like a cost saving chance Mm. to, you know, let's actually not give the venue all that money. Let's do it at home. It'll be cheaper. Tell us why that maybe pay $10,000 for my venue. Yes. Yeah. Tell us why that that (laughs) isn't taking a lot of unanticipated costs into account. Yeah. Well, okay. So things that people don't think of, of course, having your wedding at home seems like, I mean, it is a great idea. It is a great idea to, you're in your own space. You are not confined to the restrictions of the venue. You don't have to be out and vacating the premises by 11 or midnight. You know, you don't have to abide by someone's rules. It's not like a don't put things on the walls, don't hang things from the ceiling. You know, like you don't have those kinds of restrictions. You are in your own home. It is your rules, goals, and any uh, noise ordinances from your town. But, um, you know, so you really can kind of do whatever you please, depending on your home, depending on your property and, you know, the things that you have available to you. What people don't understand, and after coming off of the last two years of 2020 and 2021, where people... We're having a lot of home weddings um, due to the pandemic and then due to their venues just being insanely booked and having no other choice. Sometimes people think it's a it's a more cost-effective option. Sometimes it is, 
depending on your venue, if you're getting married at, I'm not going to throw any names, but at, you know, we're in Connecticut. There are some beautiful venues that the venue rental fee is $20,000. I have a wedding coming up in August. Their venue rental fee, not inclusive of anything else. Your The fee to walk through the door of this venue is $85,000. So yeah, your, your face, Kate, yes, that is like for the walls and the ceiling and the chairs and the floor <laughs> in the table. I was just muted, which is good because I like made the scary high-pitched mouse squeak. <laughs> like, oh, holy shit. That is a lot of money. Okay, continue. Yes. yes. So, um, so if that's the case and you're looking at venues like that, then yes, obviously it's like, <laughs> it's a cheaper option to have your wedding at home. Maybe even in that situation, maybe. <laughs> but um, so some things that people don't tend to think about when you're hosting a wedding at home is the basics. You need to have a tent. And some people will say, well, we're not going to have a tent. We're just going to do it on a, no, you need to have a tent. Like <laughs> you need a backup plan. You need to, what if it's cold and you need to bring in heaters? What if it rains? What if it's misty? What if you want string quartet and then you have like humidity on that day and they can't be outside? you know, in the weather, it just, you need to have a tent. And at the very least, you need to have a tent on reserve. And if you don't end up using it, because it turns out it's going to be beautiful on your day, then you have lost half the deposit for your tent, which is still a few thousand dollars. So um, you need to have a tent or at least have one on standby. If you really just don't want to have one, but you need to have it on standby because you would hate to need it and not have it versus have it and not need it. So yes. And quick interjection. It's sort of Murphy's Law, but with rain and tents and backup plans. I have only had rainy days for weddings when the couple didn't have a tent. I Mm -hmm. swear to God. I mean, it is like for sure going to be bad weather if you don't have a backup plan. And not only does that suck because it's not what you wanted, but also now all of your things that you have also spent money on the place settings, the chairs, the flowers, the decorations, everything that you have set up in hopes of this beautiful sunny day is now getting oftentimes torrentially downpoured Mm -hmm. on. And there's no, there's nothing to do about it because there's no shelter. And you were saying like, sometimes it's cold. I had a May wedding last year. It was a beautiful wedding, but thankfully that they were prepared. They had a tent and I'm glad they did. And they had like a heat source in the tent. Because we were all hoping for a 75 degree day. It was a 45 degree day. Mm-hmm. You really don't want to be having your guests sit outside in a 45 degree drizzly day. Um, it's just not fun for anyone. Yeah. Like my couples will ask me, like, do you think, do we really need the tent? Like, what if we lose this deposit? And I'm like, guys, we're in Connecticut, first off. And then people tend to forget, like, Wedding season and hurricane season go hand in hand. You never know what is going to happen. So just be prepared. And that's my job. My my job as your planner is to be prepared for the day of anything going wrong. So anyway, your tent is um, a big expense. Not the biggest expense, but a big expense. 
And then you have to bring in, if you're bringing in flooring, flooring is wicked expensive. Sometimes you're just bringing in a dance floor. Awesome. But if you have a yard that may be, you know, swampy or if it's unlevel and you have to bring, have like your tent company come in and level your yard and put, you know, flooring down to make the spaces level, you know, like, so that is an additional cost. You now have to bring in all of your tables and all of your chairs. You like, don't think about the fact that when you get your venue, most times it comes with your tables and chairs, you know? So you're not only paying for the venue, you're paying for your tables, your chairs, your kitchen, your bathroom, uh, oftentimes the linens, cause they'll give you like an upgrade with your linens or they come with your caterer. Uh, you're paying for like, you're not having to pay for your silverware, the kitchen, like just, you have to build all of this in the tent. So now you're having to, to supply your tables. Well, what kind of tables are you going to get? Are they regular, like six or eight foot longs? Are they uh, 60 inch or 72 inch rounds, which are typically inexpensive? Or are you getting farm tables, which can be like $200 a piece? Uh, What kind of chairs are you getting? Are you just going to get garden chairs that are like five bucks a pop? Or are you going to get like the ballroom chairs that can be like 15 or $20 or even a specialty chair that's more expensive? Uh, What about lighting? Are you going to do bistro lights in your tent? Or do you want to get chandeliers now and make it more more elegant and, you know, increase the elegance of your, of your event. Do you want to have any drapery? Are you just going to leave the tent as is? No, you you want drapery. You want to cover the poles in the tent. You don't want it to feel like a, a tent, you know? <laughs> so there's like so many elements I have, um, just to give you a perspective. I have a couple who is planning, um, a backyard wedding now and their rentals for a hundred, the bare minimum. So they have eight foot rounds or eight foot rounds, eight foot longs and 72 inch and 60 inch rounds, a mix of rounds and longs. They have just um, garden fruit wood chairs that are about $5 a pop. They have to bring in their bar. So you have to provide a bar. You have to provide the back bar. You have to provide the table for your DJ, cake table, the cocktail tables, and all of the linens that go on these tables. Double sets of chairs because now you need chairs for the reception and chairs for your ceremony and the bistro lighting and also your cook tent. So you have a catering company coming in. They need a place to work from. So because you are now getting married at home, you can use your kitchen. You know, if you're going to use your kitchen, that's awesome. But if you are building your venue in like an area that doesn't have access to a kitchen or running water, now you're having to build that. So now you have to get a catering tent for your caterer. You have to bring in an oven and a stove and a warming, um, a warming, oh my gosh, why can I not think about it? A warming station, <laughs> um, hot boxes if you need them, a fryer sometimes, um, and then all of the supplies for your catering staff because oftentimes they'll have the rentals included in their order, but they're, you need tables for them to supply. They oftentimes need um, a marquee to walk from their catering tent to your reception tent. If it's going to rain, they need to be protected from the rain. So you need to have the marquee that connects the two of them. They need sidewalls on their catering tent oftentimes so that they are protected from the elements. And then you need water source. So oftentimes you are bringing in water. Sometimes you have a tank water that you can supply, but then you also need a restroom. You need somewhere where your catering staff and your vendors and your guests can go to use the bathroom, to wash their hands, all sorts of things. Bathroom trailers are thousands of dollars, depending on the amount of guests that you have. You know, so you have to bring in this restroom trailer and then you need a cocktail hour 
items, you know, your cocktail. It's there's a lot. Well, so and then there's I, power, right? And then there's power. I was gonna say I'm forgetting power. something. I'm forgetting something. <laughs> then there's power. So all of this is happening in the middle of nowhere, you know. <laughs> There is power that you need. You need to bring in generators and you need multiple generators because please do not try to put everything on one generator. <laughs> you know, so you need a generator for your restroom trailer. You need a generator for your DJ and your tent lights. And you need a generator for your caterer because heaven forbid somebody co- plug in a damn coffee percolator and everything's going out, <laughs> you know? So it's just, there's a lot of cost. And to give you perspective, I have a 150 person wedding we are doing the bare minimum for this couple because they want to keep their costs down. And they're already at about fifteen, sixteen thousand dollars for rentals, just for tables, like the basics, you know, ceremony chairs, reception chairs, tables, linens, and catering tent and items for the caterer. You know, it's it's a lot. It gets expensive. It adds up real quick. So if you're looking at like your venue that has a $7,000 venue fee. And you're like, I don't want to pay that. We can do this cheaper at home. Maybe, (laughs) but also maybe not. So it's just, uh, I don't want to sound condescending because I know this can come off as condescending, but it's just, I would love for someone, like if you are contemplating having a venue, a wedding at home, maybe speak with a rental company, get a quote, just, you know, think about the fact of, you know, this is the venue. This is what the venue supplies. They come with chairs, they come with, you know, the table, the linens, the dishware, if they are an in-house catering company, like all that jazz, just price it all out and see, compare that quote to getting a rental quote. And you could even talk to the rental company. Rental companies are amazing at putting together a rental order for an at-home wedding. Speak with the rental company. Brittany at Tits Unlimited is awesome. Ashley at CT Rental Center is amazing. Speak with them. And have them put together a rental order for you and price it out. See what it is and, you know, make that apples to apples comparison. So don't just think, um, you know, it's cheaper to have it at home. If you haven't really put the thought into what exactly you want at your wedding and what you want that to look like. Also, I will say, and I'm just going to throw this out there for people listening because I've heard this from my couples, as well as I heard another vendor say this the other day. And I was like, okay, so it's not just my couple. If you are having a wedding where, um, obviously you're having, if you're having an at-home wedding, please rent two sets of chairs, a set of chairs for your ceremony and a set of chairs for your reception. Do not ask your guests to pick up their ceremony chairs and hike them over to the reception to put them at the reception table. Please have your reception table and your ceremony set up prior to your guest arrival. People think about the cost savings involved with not having to buy two sets of chairs, but you should really think about your guest experience and what that will say to your guests who now have to get up and tramp across a property with holding their chair. <laughs> so I've heard that a few times from different vendors. I've been asked that from my couples. Like, Do you think we can save money if we get one set of chairs? Can you save money? Yes. Can you save your wedding and the experience of your wedding? No, no. <laughs> so Yeah, because it seems, I mean, I guess if you wanted to save the money on the chairs and only get one, if you're like dead set on that, then at least pay a few people, like pay staff to do that. Because I have been at weddings where the guests were traipsing up a long hill, like lawn with their, with like 
older women holding their sequined <laughs> dress in one hand and like trying to, you know, win their heels, like stumble up a grassy knoll with a chair in their other. And it's not a good look, you know? So <laughs> it's like either spend the extra money on the chairs or spend the extra money on people to move the chairs, but don't make your guests do it. It's yes, not great. See, I have never heard you say that, but the fact that you <laughs> well, I've never thought of that until right now. I'm like, oh yeah, that's always super awkward. And then as a photographer, I'm always like, you know, I have my harness. So I've got two cameras banging against my hips. And then I'm usually trying to like grab four chairs under my arms. So <laughs> like, you know, Aunt Zelda or whatever. Have to. <laughs> and it's just, it's awkward. It's awkward. Yeah. So unless all of your wedding guests are like young 20 somethings. Maybe don't make them do that. And even then, don't make them do it. <laughs> because, yeah, also, because know. then, you know, you are the friend that they talk to when they hire a wedding planner and say, oh my gosh, so the reason I'm hiring a wedding planner is because I went to this wedding where they made me carry the chairs or they made me put up all of, I was part of the wedding party and they made me decorate the hall. And then when I wanted to leave at the end of the day, I couldn't even leave because they made me like take all my all the decor down and it like ruined my buzz. And I realized like they should have hired a wedding planner and I don't ever want to put my friends through that. So that's why I'm hiring you because they will talk. Yeah. About it. <laughs> and I think like, you know, going back to something we've talked about multiple times, it's helpful to know, to be really clear on what vibe you're going for, for your wedding. I've had couples who basically just had like a luau in their backyard. And that was the vibe. And it was super cash. And everyone who was coming knew that it was super cash. And so no one was expecting like an upscale wedding event. They were basically coming to a barbecue. If that's the vibe that you're choosing, that is fine. That's totally, totally legit, valid, awesome. And you can make choices in accordance with that vibe. But if you want something that feels like people are coming to an event that is elegant, that is, you know, classy, well thought out. They're dressing up, they're spending money to be there. You know, you're having good food brought in, you're having, you know, you have all these aesthetic choices that you're making to really make it your own. Those are the things that are fun to think about and they're fun to spend money on. And the things that Regina is listing are the things that you're like halfway through, like, oh shit, I have to spend money on like, bathroom trailer like who wants to do that who wants to spend money on the generator even though the generator is allowing you to do all these other things that make the event beautiful and memorable so I think that's why we wanted to have this episode is just to say like there's a lot that goes into turning a backyard into a wedding venue that you don't think about already being in place at an actual wedding venue so (laughs) we just wanted to chat a little bit about that give you um maybe some new insight if that's something that you're considering. And as always, I continue to learn from Regina's experience and planning. <laughs> so thank you. It's fun. I love the logistics. No problem. And I love the logistics behind it. I mean, it's, it's fun to put the, I mean, it's fun to put the details together. And to, we said that in our episode with Jessica, you know, like looking at a blank space and saying, oh my gosh, we created this after you see the event. It's fun and it's amazing, but just I like for people to know what they're getting into before they get into it and uh, to really consider the pros and cons of having a venue with venue staff and all of the items set in place versus building a venue 
and needing to hire venue staff, not just your coordinating team, venue staff, <laughs> you know, all their staffing outside yeah. of that. And then, um, you know, so just, yeah. Totally. Trying to educate you. And again, I apologize if it comes off as condescending. Kate and I were having a conversation and I was hot about it. So <laughs> like, I was like, she's like, you know, I'm like, I'm, there's going to be passion, Kate. <laughs> this is a yeah, I mean, a bunch of times. <laughs> and this is, this is the thing that we always come back to is like, for the most part, people planning a wedding have not planned one before. Mm-hmm. Not all the time, but even if you've had three weddings, three weddings is not however many you've planned, Regina. And mm-hmm. you don't know what you don't know. And you don't think about some of these things that are often invisible to us when we are in a venue space. We're not thinking about the fact that the walls, the floors, the air conditioning, the heat, the water, water, and heat, oh my gosh, bathrooms. (laughs) Those things are just taken for granted in spaces like that. And when you remove yourself from the space, all of a sudden those all have to be invented, created from nothing. So Mm -hmm. No condescension. It's just these are things that most people, including me, would never have thought about until I was halfway into the process. And then you're kind of stuck having to deal with it. So mm-hmm. anyway, um, <laughs> hope you guys enjoyed Regina's little passionate um, My rant. In- informative. <laughs> it wasn't a rant. Uh, yeah. And we hope you guys enjoyed that, got something from it, and we will chat with you again soon.